Worship is the expression of those who have been received through the merciful provision of Jesus as Savior. He is the Bread of Life. Bread of Life is sponsored by the Bread of Life Fellowship of Boise, Idaho. You can contact us by calling us at 208-331-4096. That number again is 208-331-4096. Join us now for the Bread of Life. Here's Joel Van Hoogen. The question Thaddeus asked Jesus was understandable. Jesus had said, In a little while you will see me, but the world will no more see me. Thaddeus asked, Lord, how is it that we will see you and no one in the world will see you? Now the Lord was speaking of that relationship his followers would have in which he would be seen and felt in their hearts and of a sight that would come to them only as they loved him. And there it is. The secret into a mysterious, deep relationship with Jesus is that you enter it through the gateway of love, love for him. What's John saying? You can have this growing intimate relationship as well. You can go from a life of hearing, a life of seeing, a life of gazing upon, a life of handling. You can have awakened within you something of this spiritual nerve that hears and sees and touches God in mysterious deep relationship. We've had it and we're writing to you so that you might enjoy it with us. That's what he's saying. That's what he's communicating. And the secret to, well, how do, you, how do you do that? How do you hear God? How do you see God? How do you gaze upon God? How do you touch Him when God is invisible and Jesus, who has made Him known, has ascended to heaven, the heavens where we see Him no longer? How is it possible? Well, you've got to love Him. And if you love Him, this mystery will be, begin to unfold in your life because God will not hide Himself from a loving heart. The love of God is this nerve of spiritual sight. It's the nerve of spiritual hearing. It's the nerve of spiritual touch. Psalm 25 verse 14 gives us the same basic expression. There it says this, The secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him, and He will show them His covenant. Can you say that with all honesty? Oh God, I love you. I fear you. If you love him and you fear him, his secret is with you. He'll show you his covenant life, his truths, his bonds with you and reveal them to you. So, I've said this a number of times and I just want to underscore it because these are the things that seem to trace themselves back over and over again and I find myself retracing as well. When God seems distant, when God doesn't seem near, ah, when I find myself falling away from myself, from others, and from Him, I find that the issue is this, my love has grown cold. My apprehension of God has become dull because my love of God has become dull. Because love is the key to opening up any deep discovery on any subject in life. Anything that you will learn and discover with any measure of proficiency, you will learn and discover it because in some way you loved it and gave yourself to it. The kid who comes good at math is the kid at school who loved math. The kid who is good at English is the kid at school who loved English. I was really good at recess. <laughs> loved recess. Whatever you love, shows you and reveals to you its secrets, makes its wonders known to you. 
So if you want to learn any subject, you have to love it. The world is full of secrets to be discovered, but they only up and up to us in this single way. And our way to God is the same way as well. And so Jesus says, He that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. You've got to love me. That's the secret. And this secret is not a passive love either. It's an active love. It's a love that follows its object and obeys its rules. And again, we've spoke about this on a number of occasions, but it must be within this consideration taken to account again. It's not the love that some singer on a stage has for his fans. It's not the self-indulgent love. It's that love that seeks and desires to give and surrender itself to capture and gain that object before them. The key rule that God gives us in a relationship with Him is that we must love Him first and that we must love Him with an all-encompassing love that ultimately is so great that it causes us to deny ourselves. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. What does that mean? Well, that I have to give Him all of my heart and I have to give Him all of my soul and I have to give Him all of my strength and I have to give Him all of my mind. I have to give it to Him. It's the only way in which I can love Him with these things in this way. You think about it, every sin, every impulse that takes us away from the enjoyment of a relationship with God is ultimately a failure to love God. Every sin is ultimately a failure to love Him. The Christian begins their life by repenting and believing in Jesus Christ, and we live our lives in the same way, and this ultimately is what repentance is. And I might speak about this some more next week, but basically repentance is this. It's saying, God, forgive me for not loving you above everything else. God, I choose to love you and to place all of my trust and all of my hope entirely in you. A life that we live is filled with choices. And with those choices come poor choices and selfish choices and sinful choices and choices to allow our decisions to be informed and directed by our own desires and our own impulses and our own weak natures. And basically, sin is a choice to love ourselves first. Sin is always a choice to love me before I love something else. Not to love God, not to love Jesus. And so when the Lord Jesus called us into discipleship, He said, I want you to take up your cross and I want you to die daily and I want you to follow me. And you know what that is? That's a call to love Him. I want you to love me. And this is what love looks like. This is what real love looks like. It looks like something in which you turn your life over to me and you turn away from yourselves. And really, by the way, that's what it takes to love anyone. To the measure that you love them, you're turning away yourself, not from your interest to their interest. Not from your desires and impulses, but their desires and their impulses. You think about it. For a man to truly love a woman, he must love that woman like Christ loved the church. Ephesians 5.25, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. What is it saying? That Christ's love for us was a love in which he surrendered himself and gave himself up in sacrifice. And you won't succeed at loving that woman. You won't rise to the standard of love that God calls us for in that relationship 
unless you sacrifice yourself and you turn from your own self-interest and you turn from yourself to her. Now, if it's true with her, isn't that true with God as well? You think about a mother who loves her children. And the more deeply she loves her children, the more she loses her identity in their lives. To a large extent, their welfare goes far before her welfare. She wants to make sure, you know, the thing that my mother wanted us to get all the time, whenever we were not feeling well, it was we always needed sleep, right? She wanted to make sure we got sleep, but in her desire to make sure we got sleep, she didn't get as much sleep. If she sought for our bodily care and our bodily welfare, at times, I'm sure, she suffered physically. That's what a wonderful mother will do for you. She's less concerned about keeping her girlish figure and more committed to the healthy bodies of her children. She's not concerned about her personal advancement. She's committed to the personal development of her own children and their success. Her love calls for a sacrifice of herself. That's the rule of love. If you're going to love God, it's going to require a sacrifice of yourself. Loving Him means that you forsake all others and cling only unto Him. Loving Him means you forsake all others, including yourself, and cling only unto Him. And that kind of love draws you into ever an ever-deepening relationship with God in which the mystery of a personal relationship with God is made known to you. Let's make a third point here very quickly. Do you see here that this mystery is available to anyone? The Lord Jesus says, if anyone, if any man, if anyone, if any man, if any woman, if you love God, you obey the Lord Jesus, you do it out of a desire to know Him, to experience Him, to follow Him, to realize Him, to delve into and to draw forward your life deeper into this relationship with Him. If any man, it means it's available to all. It's available to any. There's always in the words of the Lord Jesus, always in the commandments that He gives, always in the calling that they give, some on his part, his expression, his heart, an open-endedness to it. There's always an expression in which it's drawn to and it's to fall upon the ear of everyone who hears in order to spark within them a longing and a hope that it might be me. I want to be that one. I want to be the one that has that loving relationship. I want to be the one that has God making a home within me. In such ways, the Lord Jesus seeks the remedy of bringing people away from themselves into Him. Well, let's look at the conclusion here. The disciples didn't understand what Jesus was talking about. They regularly demonstrated their ignorance every time they opened their mouths to speak. You read that in the Gospels. They just don't seem to get and understand things. Times that they do say things that are profoundly wise, they, you almost know the next thing they did was they threw their hands over their mouths. They couldn't believe they said it. You know, who do people say that I am? Well, you, some say you're a prophet. Some say you're John the Baptist. Well, who do you say that I am? Peter speaks, oh, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. You know. Right after that, he demonstrates that he doesn't really understand things very well because right after that, the Lord Jesus rebukes him. Remember? Jesus said, we're going to go up and I'm going to suffer and I'm going to die at the hands of the 
evil men in Jerusalem. And Peter says, God forbid. The Lord Jesus says, this is right after. He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. He says, get thee behind me, Satan. They demonstrated their ignorance so often. Their lack of an understanding of all that Jesus was and their lack of self-understanding of what their need was and who they were and their proficiencies and their inefficiencies. But the day would come in which they would enter into this deep, knowing, growing relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that would exceed anything that they had known when they'd walked with Him and talked with Him upon the earth that actually happens after Christ ascended from their sight. The day would come, and in that day, their whole lives changed. No longer are the individuals just exuding their ignorance and expressing their ignorance. All of a sudden, there's a telling and an understanding and a knowledge, not only about and a confidence in the relationship with the Lord Jesus and an understanding confidence of who He is, but a confidence to speak about these mysteries to others. And it all began because they obeyed the Lord Jesus. Love obeys the one that you love. And here's what the Lord Jesus said to them. You stay in Jerusalem and tarry here and pray until the Spirit comes upon you, and then you'll receive power. Thanks for joining us today at the Bread of Life, a ministry of the Bread of Life Fellowship of Boise, Idaho. Our fellowship meets every Sunday to worship at 11 a.m. in the Old White Church in the Warm Springs area of Boise. 1023 East State Street is our address. Our focus is to know Christ in every arena of life, and to make Him known in those same places. For a copy of today's message, you can call us at 208-331-4096, or you can go to our website at breadoflifeboise.org to learn more. Until the next time, may God bless you.